Welcome to The Real Deal Podcast, brought to you by paintballaccess.com. I'm Matty Marshall, and in this podcast series, we get to the heart of what's really going on in the paintball world, and then also, most importantly, pick players' minds, what's really going on in their heads while they're going through this paintball adventure. A little while back, I had a chance to sit down with Lucian Blackburn at his apartment a little outside of Houston, Texas. Now, Lucian Blackburn, one of the most charismatic players to ever play the game, uh, dominant snake player for years with trauma and really redefined what an aggressive front snake player should be. And then off the field, just an amazingly intelligent individual, loves life, and uh, you really can tell by, by talking to him. So he was able to kind of break down a little bit of Texas paintball knowledge for me because he's originally from Texas, even though he ended up living in, uh, in North Carolina to play with trauma. And also uh, he teaches me how to play chess. Your bishops right now are completely blocked in. You've got like your most critical long range players are don't even don't even like have their guns up right now. <laughs> you got your guys that, that like you got you got um, Dave Baines and Dave Faison chilling with no barrels on their paintball guns right now. <laughs> what a waste! And you got you got all these you know. Players just out of position, running all over the place. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, I'm like, you're their leader right now. They need you to make good decisions, <laughs> and, and you keep, you just won't let go of this this like tape side. You just want to, you just, you just want to. Even though I'm trying to give you like a little bit of advice, and man, they're working on that center. You're intentionally going after the tape, and you're you're not utilizing any of your good players. And I just feel bad about what's about to happen. I'm not even like I'm about to trap your queen and slaughter her. Um. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Dude, uh, so can we go back to you were gonna tell me your paintball story and then you just went down this completely <laughs> other road? Okay, I um, so I grew up in Houston. Um, first time I went and played ball, I was uh, you know, I I went out to a, a field called Tanks Paintball, and uh, it literally was the most fun thing I had ever done in my whole entire life. I was like, this is it, man. And so I started playing rec ball and stuff. I was a little kid. And then, uh, oh. oh, let's see. I was in seventh grade, uh, eighth grade maybe. Um, no, eighth grade is when I got my first paintball gun. My first paintball gun was a Tipman 98. Uh, dude, I love that gun. Tipman 98, smart parts, all-American barrel, dude. Mm, mm-mm. Just handling business, dude. I loved it. Anyway, so I'm out. I'm out playing uh, playing rec ball, and this guy has this auto cocker that literally had like a purple splash paint job on it with this like dye stainless. I'd never seen anything so beautiful in my life. This guy was fanning his gun. Remember, like fanning. He literally like, and I thought that was the coolest way to shoot your gun. Dude. This fool literally would just stand up and start making it rain, dude. Like fanning his gun as hard as he can, and I was like, oh. Oh, this is my hero, man. This guy is like, a, like this is a true sports hero I'm looking at right now. And I was like, where'd you get that gun, sir? You know, like, sire? Like, I was so nervous. And he was like, I won it at a tournament. And I'm like, get out. They have tournaments? Paintball tournaments? You're kidding me. And he's like, that's right. You know, I won this gun. Looking back on things, he probably just went and bought, like, you know, a gun, tells all the kids that or whatever, because he's a D-bag. But he was like, 
yeah, you can win, you know, guns like this at tournaments, right? So I'm like, done. Okay, I know what my calling is right now. By the way, I'm okay. I'm about to just lay something down on you that is, you know, all the synchronicity we were talking about. Mm-hmm. There's something that is just going to completely blow your mind, or I think it's really fascinating. But I'll get to that in a second. The dudes, uh, so dudes, like, yeah, tournaments, you know. And I'm like, I want to play in a tournament. Like, you know, how many players do you need to have? What do you have to do? Blah blah. And he's like, oh, you know, like, you know, the big time superstars like me. You know, we play like three man. This is what this guy's telling me. And I'm like, oh, three man, okay. <laughs> you know, like I can do that, right? So. I went and talked to the field owner and stuff, and you know, because I was just like a kid who just wanted to be able to play. Typical, you know, my parents weren't going to just like cough up money for me to go play every weekend and stuff. I wanted to get serious and stuff, so I was like, I asked this guy if I could like start working out his field. He could help me out. Typical, you know, paintball scenario, you know. And so I started doing that. Ended up getting a little three-man team together. Uh, called the team Mini Max. M I N I. Dash M A X X, um, because all of us were tiny, and back then you'd say like, "Oh, I maxed this game." Mm-hmm. We got the flag hang, which used to be worth something. Okay, no, no, the flag pull. That's like what ten points. Okay, uh, every player you shoot out is a certain amount of points, and then like how many live bodies you have. So to max out, you just gotta like handle your business i don't think there was a penalty for losing players i can't anyway i can't remember uh mini max and we'd have like two cases of paint for the whole entire tournament to shoot so i was like all right we don't have like what year was this this is well i believe it was like um i was like what a freshman so that would be a graduate in 2003 so like 99 somewhere around there so i started this little team up and i was like I was like the team captain, you know, so I was like, um, you know what, I'm, I just kind of did it a little different. That's where I met my best friend. Uh, his name's Ian Hine, and he, uh, I think you've met him. He uh, he actually went to like my rival high school and stuff, super cool guy. But anyway, he uh, all these guys who were captains of the team, I noticed they were always like playing back center, shooting off the break, do, doing something like that. I was like, you know what, man, we didn't have enough paint to really sustain long games the whole tournament so I had to tell the guys every single game we basically have to like run to the 50s off the break minimum maybe sometimes a little further we, like my, my team would just do stuff that like other teams weren't doing you know just like completely go you know for some pretty far spots off the bat kind of out of necessity we don't have enough paint for long games so we gotta either win or lose real quick so we can move on to the next game uh and I always thought that if if I was going to ask the guys on my team to run to fifties off the bat, and this is three man, three man, uh, then I should probably, you know, lead by example. So I always used to go to like the center fifty off the bat, uh, or something like that. Always, always was the furthest one up, and I'd be like, all right, here's our overall game plan. This is how we're gonna do it. Good luck, fellas. You know, try and keep me from getting bunkered, whatever. And we go do that. Well, we ended up, you know, just destroying everybody. We won the uh, the Houston Rookie League series. Um, it was awesome, man. Uh, that's that uh little picture I have in there that I showed you—the little uh, unsolvable thing. It was, it was so fun, man. Anyway, so uh, so I uh, right about this time, like I'm yeah, I'm going into like you know my freshman year or whatever. 
through like seventh and eighth grade, I started reading all the paintball magazines, all this crazy stuff. And this is so funny, man. I, uh, the team that I thought was the coolest ever was Image, right? I wow. thought the wow. name was so cool. I thought, well, back then, like, you would read, you know, and you're a kid, you're reading these stories about the guys and how they won this game and da-da-da-da-da, and they got these brothers, and they did this and that, and, you know, you're just like, oh, my God. And then then you've got people, you know, at the fields and stuff who are talking about, oh, you know, like, I just got back from the World Cup of paintball. Oh, my God, the World Cup. Are you, oh, whoa, you know? <laughs> That sounds so serious. Where is it? It's, it's in all the way in Florida? Teams from all over the world come? Oh, my God, right? Um, so what happened? Did, did you see any of the pros? And they'd be talking about, you know, this team, that team, you know, the avalanche, you know, aftershock. You're hearing about these guys. And I don't know what it was about Image that just – I don't know. that. I think it was the overall look they had, the – the stories I heard about their players, all of this stuff that literally here's where here's where things get crazy, mm-hmm. because obviously image ultimately later on down the road uh, became trauma. Uh, to get into the high school that I went to, which was a uh, really a, a reputable and and uh, academically challenging high school, believe it or not, uh, called St. Thomas. Uh, which you know they make you pay an ungodly amount of tuition. I was on all kinds of assistance and stuff. Don't get me wrong, but uh, uh, I had to write a letter, uh, basically like a paper about what I want to do with my life and stuff to get into this school. It's real hard to get into it. Well, my story to get into St. Thomas was about how I wanted to become a professional paintball player. I wanted to play for Team Image. I wanted to win a World Cup, all of this stuff, to get into high school. And literally, it was so original, the, um, the principal had never seen anybody bust out that. Everyone's talking about becoming an engineer, you know, uh, blah, 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 a politician, the president, all that bullshit, right? So she's like, wow, okay, this guy wants to be a pro paintball player. Like, that sounds kind of like <laughs> uh, whatever, but, you know, hey, at least it's, at least it's original, right? Talking about image, talking about winning World Cup, you know, all these things. And then all of a sudden, one day, I, like, open up my eyes and look around, and I'm like, I'm actually living what I wrote on paper, like, and turned in. This is what I want to do. And if I was like, are you shitting me right now? I play for image. It's just called trauma. I live up here. We just won a World Cup man it's all good like you know so it was pretty cool man well anyway did uh did the whole um you know rookie league thing then uh combined teams with my friend ian uh you know he had his team i had my team we called made a little team called the state uh like the state of texas or whatever the state uh, which is kind of cool kind of had like a i don't know that like star wars sort of ring to it like state it was rad mm-hmm. um and we were just like pretty much stomping on people then uh then we formed a 10-man team with this other team called hate houston hate so i was never a huge fan of that name you know i think hate's such a strong word but so houston state and then houston no, hate the state yeah i know but the state right 
Yeah. And then hate. Okay, continue. You know, you just, you're like, okay, what else rhymes with? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, my face was basically like, okay, yeah. Right. Uh, well, like paintball, original guys. <laughs> bro, well, no, paintball team names are just, are comical, you know, because mm. it's like, and I, but I think it's interesting that people come up with these different names. And, uh, I mean, like when the Dynasty guys first, when Dynasty first came out, mm-hmm. a lot of them weren't instantly in love with that. You know, and we when we were trying to figure out what we were going to name excessive, like excessive almost became iconic, like that we almost went with that name, iconic, instead of excessive. But we went with excessive because the acronym was the same sponsor at the time, and I mean, so we had to sell out a little bit because they were paying us a bunch of money. Well, they were paying money for the team to exist. And uh, excessive, yeah. Eh. Yeah. I've heard better. You know, yeah. like I think I think I think one of the coolest names. That's why Image was so sick, though. It had a cool That's name. a rad name, dude. Yeah. I know. I Image. think the Ironman's a sick name too. Ironman is a sick name, but I, the Ironman, dude. I swear to God, if there was one team that I just wanted to stomp on harder than any other team out there, it was the Ironman, dude. Seriously, Todd Adamson, I hope you listen to this. Why did you hate me so much? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, those old school cats gave me no love, dude. I'd be like, I would go out there and literally be handling business, all tournament, shooting everybody up. And here comes Todd Adamson and like um, uh, Billy Saransky, dude. Billy Sir, it, both of them walking like. So you're talking like Iron Man, like 2005. Yes. Yes. I'm talking when I thought they were just the illest team. Now, don't get me wrong, I hated them. But it was like one of those. Deep down, I'm watching them play, and I know why they're about to win this damn tournament because they deserve to because they're the Ironman. They're 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 like they got the talent. I loved it. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Unless I was playing against it, then I just hated it because Billy Wing and Todd Adams said those guys just literally could shoot me out, and there's nothing I could do about it. <laughs> like, like, right, so so like Billy and uh, um, and Todd would be like. Walk and you know what, Billy Wing never really like he was different. He would he would you know he was by far like always like one of the most dangerous players ever. But he never really like gave me a hard time, and I always got along real well with E Rob. Uh, but like Todd Adamson, Billy Saransky, dude, those fools would be walking, like, say at me. I'm we're just about to pass each other, kind of like you're in high school again, and you got two like big dick player like. Uh, jocks like you know like walking down the hall and you're like oh hey what's up guys and they kind of like give you a shoulder or something that's how they roll man i'd be like i'd be like yo what's up fellas and they just look at me like (laughs) who are you get on my face i'm like man whatever dude like are you kidding me i'm i'd be like man i hate these dudes right and i'm like i'm gonna shit on them all day right and i'm having this great tournament right and jp i remember he comes up to me and he's like um he's like man dude you know you know, good luck with our game here in a little bit is when he used to play uh, for the Ironman. I, by the way, JP, you ever hear this, dude? I thought that you were one of the illest players ever, straight up. Uh, so much nuts on that guy. He would literally, he was going to come and blow your head off if he could and, and shoot the crap out of you, dude. I was like, God, I'm not afraid to go to the most wild bunkers. Could, like, crawl as fast as he could run. I was just like, oh. <laughs> uh, he, uh, so he's like... 
I was playing real good this tournament and stuff, and he literally told me that he was potting up, like getting ready, and he was like, you know, poopy, hey, you know, uh, talking to Todd, uh, hey, what are we gonna do to like, you know, keep keep uh, you know, keep Lucian out of that snake, da 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 da, and uh, and he's like, um, uh, so yeah, this fool looks at JP as he's like getting his paint together, and he goes. Don't worry about that kid. Like, I imagine him saying it like Steven Seagal, like so cheesy, just don't worry about it. I'm going to shoot him in the head every time he tries to go to the snake off the break. <laughs> and JP looks at him as like, I mean, are you sure? You know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't like Todd Adamson was throwing like these, you know, just crazy lines of paint overwhelming you with how many paint balls are going through the air. No, this dude would like literally just... just Laser beams from the hip. Pop, 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 right? So he tells JP, I'm going to blow this kid's head off every time he tries to get to the snake off the bat. And I'm like, Psh, whatever, old man. Like, you know, <laughs> sorry, but I'm coming to get you. <laughs> sure enough, dude, every single game, every single game that I tried to take the snake off the bat against the Ironman, that fool shot, blew my head off with like one or two balls. <laughs> like sometimes, like, yeah, like a couple of times I'm running full speed and he only pulled the trigger like five times but three of those hit me in my head like he was aiming for my head and so basically Todd Emerson just dominated you that, that game. yeah and then and still I'm like he has to notice me he has to like I just wanted a reaction I wanted something dude I was trying I'm a nice guy I'm likable you know I'm like I'm like why do you guys hate me so much and how come like nobody's giving me any love here I'm a good person you know? <laughs> and this guy wants to blow my head off every single game calls it does it I literally was like, Coach, what do you, what do I do, Coach? Like talking to Ryan Hart, he's like, Man, Poopy's just got your number, huh? Did you piss him off? What happened? I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I just said what's up. <laughs> I was trying to say what's up. I'm trying to do my thing. I hear I'm playing the snake well most days. I shit. What what else can I do? You yeah, know? I'm like, dude. I'm like, I'm over here trying to. Like, hey, just well, be come on. When Todd Adamson and Billy Schmansky got the end of the career, they were like as salty as veterans. You know, like they'd just been doing this for so long and. Dog, I used to love watching the Ironman, okay, all of a sudden they start struggling. They, like, lose, say, like, three points in a row. Standard operating procedure, all of a sudden the men come rolling out. Like, sit down, kids. Jesus Christ, we really have to straight up do this right now. All the old school cast just, that, that to me was the Ironman, dude. Like, they just strap up. They're like, God, all right, fine. Roll out there. Um... I mean, I'm talking like Ryan Williams, dude. Like, roll out there. Which that's funny because those were all aftershock guys. Those were originally right. aftershock guys. Right. That's I, I mean, know. That's crazy. Todd Adamson, Billy Saransky, Ryan exactly. Williams. Like those guys all played for aftershock right. in the heyday of aftershock. Right. And then when exactly. I was on the Ironman from '98 to 2004, um, 2003, and uh, yeah, and then and then we all left to form Excessive, and then to rebuild the Ironman brought in. All the old shot guys. That was rad. That's when. Yeah. That's when the Ironman. And they won. They they won a little. I mean, they. It was just interesting, dude. That's the cool thing about how long these these teams that have been around for twenty years. You know, like aftershock's been around for twenty years. That's aftershock, nuts. man. What a sick. There's team. been aftershock since you were seven years old, right? You know. Um. God, what was his name? Uh, Bruno. Um. On aftershock, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he coaches aftershock now. Are you kidding me? No. God, I feel like retarded. I mean, I haven't, you know, I've been out there in a little while. Uh, 
damn, dude. I don't know, man. The Iron Man, as much as I hated them and wanted to just, I wanted so bad to like, they were like the one team that I wanted to rub it in their face. I wanted to like. Yeah, because they punked you out like you were the yeah. little kid. I know. I know. I remember one time. Well, at the time, you were the little kid. How old were you? 21 at the time? 22? Yeah. I was, uh, I was, uh, let's see. I turned 21. I was 21 when, actually, I was 20 when I won that World Cup, uh, which that was just so rad, man. Like, beating out the Russians in such a tie game, like, tie game going into, you know, last point, um whole crowds there man paintball just god man back then it was so full of life maybe i'm imagining something but like you know the couple events that i've gone to over the past four years um i'm not seeing people mobbing together with their whole teams like dude we used to roll around remember that dude like excessive had a big old mob dude like Trauma had this big mob rolling around, all sticking together, wearing the same clothes. Like, what's up, dude? Like, <laughs> not, oh, hey, let's all be friends and da-da-da. I mean, I was out there watching some games this, this weekend, dude, and I literally, I, I almost threw up in my mouth because I heard, I'm not going to bring out names or anything, but I heard a, a pro go, hey, come on. Look, you know, we're all friends. This is all, like, you know, our, our friendly thing. Like, whatever. Like, don't. Don't go crazy with like the sideline coaching, or uh, it was maybe it was about like people giving feeding out like bad information or something. You know what? I was like, um, can I cuss you know, on this thing, or should I, I should try? You uh, he can like beep it out or yeah, something. This is this is all we can chop it up. And okay, it I was like, fuck that, dude. That is so bullshit, man. Like anything goes, man. Like you know what? If somebody wants to scream out coordinates that are incorrect. So what? Like, you better have your sideline coach either handle that or you better ignore them because that's how it really happens. Back when, back when I was playing ball, man, I had Bob Long over there intentionally feeding, like, fictitious information to me. Oh, he's coming to get you! And, you know, that guy's, like, screaming into your ear. You're, you know, kid, you're like, oh, you know, you're... So, so, so you got to just deal with it, right? And it's all about winning. It wasn't like... Hey, let's let's all come out and have fun. Yo, okay, we're all boys and everything, but this is my team, and my team's job is to beat your team. You're my enemy right now. Although although we're cool with each other, and we like to hang out, drink beer after the day's over, the tournament's over, and we'll talk to each other, we'll do all that kind of stuff, we're here to get a job done, and I want to see you guys lose. And if it's a good team, you're hoping they get their asses kicked, and, and you're not dealing with them on Sunday. You know you don't you don't want to be playing the Ironman on Sunday if no. you can avoid it. You want to you want to play somebody that you want to do anything in your power to not play the right. Ironman or any of the big teams straight up on Sunday straight up or Dynasty or you know uh-uh. shit. I mean, how many turns have you seen Dynasty just host do really nothing spectacular other than just be themselves and just max out the entire like first day and then really they're not even you know and then they just dude that's one team that I'm just like when I watch those fools just effortlessly just roll in there and win deep down I'm like that's what's up you know what you kids are so rad like I got so much props for that man I think every every young player I think everybody period how could you not 
love seeing those cats do well. They have just stuck together. They didn't pull the nonsense where they're just all over the place. They're, you know, big, huge egos and so that. No, they stuck together. You know, you even got cats like, uh, you know, like Ryan Greenspan. You might think like, you know, wow, this guy's a little, you know, he's uh, he definitely is pretty convinced that he's like, you know, better than you. And like, not just at paintball, but he's a, a better human being, better looking, better, better class. Like you, you get that, that vibe off of him, but that dude is still down to roll up and play a role if he has to. I remember watching the seven man tournament dynasty was so ice cold that, um, uh, it was like, uh, somewhere in Florida, man. And, uh, I'm watching Ryan Greenspan go running up to this huge, like 50 yard line in between like the right 50 and the uh it's basically like in between the snake and where the center 50 would be this big like a or something on like an angel field but it was like filled in at the bottom he would run off the bat all the way up to this thing literally post up he would shoot maybe 10 paintballs the whole game and he just his job was to not let anybody into that snake period and i never saw one person against dynasty get into that snake period because that fool is that cold? He was like, no, no, no. If there's nobody in the snake, we're going to win this game, no problem. He never deviated, never turned, never looked over to the left, never did anything, just sat there and blew everyone's head off who tried to go into the snake. And I would just watch them mash everybody. You know, and I'm like, it's that kind of stuff that, you know, these, nobody had to like sit there and try and be the superstar. It was just like, all right, overall, our players are better than their players. Let's just, let's just make the most effective use of all all of our players and you know we're gonna wind up winning this whole entire tournament duh you know i'm like oh, <laughs> that's beautiful man i'm like and especially something like seven man where it's not just like you got the the you know robots on the russian legion just straight up have this thing down to a science you know these dude, people, the russian legion this event did you ever have in this event with the 187 dudes so this team comes out of uh upton massachusetts they're called 187 and that's the name of their team, Upton One Eight Seven. I'm sorry, the Upton One Eight Seven crew. And they're they're what uh, D one. They're pro. Say what? They're pro. A team called One Eight Seven. Yeah, it's pro. And so they come into the league. They dominated divisional the past couple years. They come into the league. Their very first game, they draw the Russians. They go up on them five one. They're beating the brakes off these dudes. Just beat really, shit. yeah, beating shit out of Russians. And like they're doing everything right. You know, they're running around. They're winning gunfights and. They put the Russians down 5-1. And then they just stopped playing the same paintball that they were playing to get to that point. And they just kind of like hide in their bunkers. Tips uh, and what happens? Russians come back, right. tie Stay it up, here. sudden death overtime, Russians win. And But 187 almost kicked the shit out of the Russians. I their first game in the league. That's pretty rad. Props to you guys. You know, way to be. Apologize for not knowing. I haven't been keeping up with the scene very much. Uh... It's hard to because, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. I get the I get the entertainment pleasure of hanging out with my good friend Matty Marshall and it's an emotional roller coaster. All of a sudden you're remembering all the all the good times, all the um, all the freedom, all of the, you know, you, you just you just feel so alive in this sport. So wait, so you uh, how did you get addicted? Like when did you start oh, going up the ranks? Like man, you, know, was... you only took us to like when you're still this like uh, you know, nobody from Texas trying to fucking make a statement and say, yo, I can play some goddamn paintball. All right. Well, okay, so so I'm playing with um, 
I started getting a little bit of a reputation around the state uh, and local of like, you know, I think people were just, it was like any, anybody kind of notice, okay, this kid wants it. And he's like, he's not afraid to go to the bunkers that most guys don't want to. He's, he's willing, he, he, he likes being in the spotlight a little bit. He's going to try and go, you know, bunker somebody. So sure enough, man, like, uh, um, you know, I get this, uh, addicted all of a sudden is, is having these tryouts. Well, uh, my man Rob G, uh, and the Brotherhood, they were this local team out of Texas that literally, you want to talk about like the Mexican dynasty, <laughs> like literally, you know, in like the lower ranks, these fools were all literally related. All like straight, half of them were like, you know, late 20s, early 30s, didn't matter. All bigger guys. I don't think they have one dude on the team who could run like a fast 40 at all. They literally stomped everybody, and they were that team. They, the brotherhood is where I learned. It's not about trying to move up too quick and be like, "Oh, I'm ready to bump to amateur." No, these dudes wanted to sandbag rookie as long as they could. They would show up to the events, not even paying attention, have them walk the fields, didn't care, get out of their cars, literally put some gear on, go win at rookie, not even stick around for the award ceremony, grab the angels they just won, sell them. And peace out. In the parking lot, probably. Yeah. Hey, look, 500 bucks a pot. Let's go, baby. And they just peace out and go party. Done. They had to get forced into, like, moving up to, like, novice. <laughs> then they stomped everyone in novice. And they fought and resisted bumping up. I was like, these guys are awesome. And then they get forced into, like, moving up. And just the whole time stomping everybody. Well, um, uh, Rob and Danny... And uh, Lupe started playing for Addicted. They were really, really good. Anyway, they're having these tryouts, and uh, they uh, they asked me and a couple other guys. That's where that's where Dixon, Archie, me, Stephen Huey, a uh, bunch of those cats. Like that's when we all started playing together. We all show up for this tryout. I remember Archie. Good lord, you want to talk about, like, a character. This fool comes rolling up. Oh, hey, what's up? You know, what, you don't even have any lettering on your jersey? I was like, shut up. What is this, the Sandlot, dude? Fuck you. Like, no, I don't have any lettering on my jersey. What, uh, man, I just want to slap this kid. I was like... Well, uh, dude, I was talking to uh, Devin O'Dell, and it's kind of... And I don't you could tell me if this was how the scene was, but... It was like that in, in California for sure, because you just get we could just get big leagued hard by all the older guys, you know. Like I mean, I remember this old dude from Navarro named Homer who I ended up playing with, you know. Like I'm 15 years old, like just bought an automatic, spent all the money I'd saved up to buy a car to on this gun, go out. <laughs> automatic's not working; it's just just obliterating paintballs and blowing snow out of the. I didn't know y'all had automatics in California. Well, I didn't. This is the thing I didn't know. So Homer <laughs> walks up. He's this like burly construction worker with a fucking fat dip in and sweet, you know, and he's just like loves the Cowboys. I think he was from Texas actually. And, uh, but he was out in California. And so he walks up, just got all the cool shit on. And he's just like, he's auto cockers, like powder coated Navarone auto cock mini cocker with like blue engraving on it with the shield. And it's just, it's a sewing machine and it shoots like 295, 296, 295. And he's like, oh, kid. That's so clean. He's like, oh, gun's broken? I'm like, yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, this pro's going to help me out. This is going to be great. Like, he's just going to help, you know, fix it and seems cool. And he's like, yeah, so uh, um, I know what's wrong with that gun. 
And I'm like, <laughs> sweet, you know, like, still stoked. Like, oh, yeah, what's wrong with it? He's like, what is it? It's like, it's a fucking automag. That's what's wrong with that gun. And then he just turns around and, like, just walks. God! And walks away in slow motion. <laughs> I'm like, ah! Yeah, in slow motion. Yeah, dude. Oh. Slow I was like, oh, love man. that. Yeah, but, and it was, uh, you know, but, so I was talking to Devin, and he was just, like, talking about how it seemed like the the burly older guys just shit on all the like people coming up the ranks and you know like just uh like look kid we're, you know you know get you can get in the mix and if you shoot people cool but if not then, like get out of the way you know yeah and we're here so honestly, we're, and we're like, better than you so we're practicing like just like get out you know like this sort of shit i, I just liked the whole like looking back on it it was so great because it was like it was you know that kind of stuff like it, it's it just motivates me you know because i'm like um, I get so confused when like I'm getting punked out by like some old school cat. So it was awesome, but I think it's you know it's like a rite of passage. Even if you're shooting everybody out, they're like, Psh, do that for ten more years. They yeah, don't well, be paying that's attention. Like, that's <laughs> Todd Anderson and Billy Saransky, right. you know? They're, they're like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah great kid. On tomorrow. One, yeah, one season. You're you're the little you're the little kid running around in the snake shooting some people this year. Duh. Congratulations. I've seen this archetype before. Yeah. Whatever, pal. Let's see yeah. if you can do that another season. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Then come talk to me, right? Just no respect. I love that though, man. Um, yeah, so uh, so I go to this tryout. It was really funny because there's this guy that uh, well, it's just this, such an arrogant prick that he literally was telling me he was like, "Hey, man, like you know, it's already a done deal. I'm I'm gonna get on addicted, this and that. You know, they pretty much called me at home. Uh, you, you know, you're really wasting your time out here. Um, so I mean, like, don't let that get in your head or anything. But like, you know, the spot's kind of already taken. So I'm gonna be playing with addicted, and you're not. And I was like, oh, well, that's weird because, like, they, you know, pretty much told me that, you know, it's like, the best man win, you know, this and that. And that's, uh, and so I went out there and literally I just was like, I need to bring some shock and awe to the table. Otherwise, these guys aren't even going to notice me. So I need to at least, and I, dude, I'm a chess player, man. I know that the, the general, the captain of the team, the, you know, the high-ranking officers and stuff, they can appreciate a pawn or a scalpel that they can use. If they've got a soldier who's willing to say, hey, I'm real fast, and I'll run all the way over to that thing, and it's like strapping a bomb to me that's got like a, a you know, minute delay. I'm cool with that. Y'all can send me to the spot where I'm literally just like going to get sacrificed to draw the guns, and I'll go get a few kills. And then if you want me to go bunker somebody that gets on the other side, I'll go do it. And I made that very clear. And they're like, "Really? Huh? Hmm. How can I use this kid?" Okay. Yeah. How useful, right? So they start trying it out. And I remember this cat Mafia man. He was so cool, Mafia Dugadio man, like old school. Uh, man, I don't know. He, I don't know if he's still locked up right now, but I love him, Moff. Anyway. He really gave me a shot. So he goes, all right, listen, kid. Here's what I need you to do. You got to get gangster in there, man. He goes, I'm going to send you up to this 50. Anybody comes around and, and slides into that, you feel them bump into it, or you see me shouting at you, that means there's somebody on the other side. And I want you to go and get them. And I was like, yes, sir. And he goes, no, no, no. I don't want you to just go around and shoot him one time and run off the field. I want you to run around this thing and stare that guy in the face and blow his head off. Okay, from and six like, inches away. Yeah, and he and, and, and I was like, just kind of staring at him, like almost in disbelief. Like, and he goes, "I want you to make it. Don't even move. Even if you could run and maybe get another guy, I want you to stand there and execute this dude." 
And I want you to do it in a way that he knows that if he comes back onto this paintball field and he and you're up in this thing, he better not even mess with that because you're going to come right around and blow his head off. <laughs> and it dawned on me right then that – and this worked out great in X-Ball – that if you make it very clear to everybody on the other team that if they even get near you, you're a you get spooked easy and somebody gets close to you, you are gonna run and get point blank on them, and they're gonna have to walk back to the pit with shots all over their neck, their gun's gonna be all blown up, and it's gonna be a big mess. A lot of guys, they prefer not even to deal with all that. They're like, eh that dude even gets like you know even thinks that i'm getting like close or what he's just gonna come running right at me and it's just gonna oh what a nightmare it's like you know it's nine o'clock in the morning i haven't even had any coffee yet it's cold outside i don't i don't think he cares about getting shot up i really don't want to get my skin busted open right now it's too early so a lot of times people like leave me alone you know so that's where i learned that lesson he was like you go around and you make a point you know go handle that don't don't pull this nonsense where you run and you kind of like you know, shoot them with your gun, but you're looking off in a different direction. Basically, you're just scared. You're scared of the confrontation. You right. Know? Like, you want to accomplish the goal. Thank you. You want to accomplish the goal. Goal is to kill that player, eliminate that player, take that position out, and then hopefully you can still stay alive. But there's something to be said almost about the... Dude, if you're first guy in the snake, what you do has a very physical element to it. Like, you need to be willing to shoot the piss out of people and also get the shit shot out of you as well and not let that pain get in the way of the fact that you have to go and in two minutes get all that wiped off and get right back out there because maybe you're the best snake guy and honestly no one else on the team can do it better than you and if you're not on that field then your team doesn't have as much of a chance of winning and you have to understand that and get out there as much as you can you know dude I love that I remember man that uh, was you for like a couple years I mean you and Tyler and a couple other guys like tag team over there on the snake for trauma when you guys won that championships but it's like that was you for a while you know right we're on blast you know yeah I uh you know I was I was aware of you know like what you know kind of like what I had going for myself and what my strengths were I definitely you know I'm there's a lot of guys who just like they think they're a superstar at everything I'm like nah man if, if I if I chill back here and like want to sit here and try and shoot guys running through a gap and blah 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 no 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 like I'm, I'm not going to be effective anymore what i felt like i was good at was like for example i used to tell if i was going to play against somebody like fedorov or you know some really solid uh snake player i literally who who i was you know i'm just being humble about it i'm like in a straight up just gun skill, 100% fundamentals. I think this guy's got me. Maybe. I'm not going to admit that to them you know, at that time or anything, but I'm like, I think this guy's got me. But I don't have to beat his gun skills. I just need to take him out of the game. I just need to get him upset. I need to get him uncomfortable to where he's not playing his normal game. He's playing my game. I'm in control of the confrontation and where this is going down. So I used to tell... Well, that's pretty much everything. That's chess, that's like MMA, that's, that's paintball, that's life, you know? I mean, absolutely. You got people who are going to say, all right, this guy's better than me, so I'm just going to, you know, push out or whatever. No, I'd be like, okay, you know, this guy fundamentally might be better than me. 
But as long as he's, yeah, as long as I'm dictating where this is going and how it's happening, well, then I have a lot more cards, you know? So I would, uh, I remember I used to tell, Duder used to hate this nonsense, man, but I used to tell Coach, I'd be like, yo, Coach. He's like, what's up, man? You know, and I'm like, hey, uh, I want to go ahead and just run. Remember that play we were doing where I'll get into, like, say, the, the 50 part of the snake real, real quick? Do you mind if the first, like, three points I do that? Because I've been watching, you know, so-and-so team play. They keep sending, you know, whatever his name is up into this 50 real quick. I want to get there, but I just don't even want to stop at the 50. I just want to get there and literally go and bunker him out. I already know he's going to be in there. And I'm telling you right now, I might get a penalty. I'm going to be very careful about it. And I'm even going to mention to the, the, the ref over there that I'm going to be like uh, – first couple points coming down this thing real, real, real hard to get out of the way, and I'm not going to continue to play if I have hits on me, but whatever, try and be reasonable about it, but I'm going to make it very clear to this other player that if he wants to even get in the snake, he better literally get in there and spend his whole entire game waiting for me to come and bunker him, and he's going to start doing that, because if he doesn't, he's just going to get his ass shot up, and so, like... Yeah, well, there's also a fine line, too. Um, you know, if you put it on somebody, you get an overshooting penalty. There's a, there, but there's a line there. You know, it's just like in football. I mean, you, I can put a good, you can put a good hit on somebody, but there's a fine line there between it being a little too excessive. But So how did you go? Uh, so, okay, so you got unaddicted. Yep. So then... So I was, so I was playing with Addicted first tournament that uh, I play with them, Standard. Uh, we won Vegas. That's like recurring theme of, you know, I'm never going to be like, uh, just never was like one of the, you know, like a, like a dynasty guy where it's like, we're going to win so many of these damn things that it's just going to be crazy. You know, it was more like, you know, I'm going to bring a win to the table. Uh, got on Addicted, first tournament I play with them. We go win first place Vegas, you know I mean? We're talking about, there's some rad teams back then in that division. You know, you had Cap Factory, you had like Static, Cartel, you know. Uh, you know, all these great teams. Uh, so anyway, I, uh, so we win. Um, I think I started getting just like a little bit of recognition kind of quick right off the bat because obviously everyone's like, who the heck? Like, well, you know, where did, yeah, you're fast, you're small, you were making the snake a lot, you know, or making the far bunkers a lot, you know? Yeah, you know. Everyone's always like, who's that kid? You're also yeah. kind of loud and bounce around when you move through the world. Right. It's kind of hard, hard to miss you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's just, you know, it's kind of a personality. So, you know, we were talking about creating a spectacle the other night, you know, sometimes like, you know, people just start, start noticing and whatever anyway. So, so, uh, long story short, uh, played with Addicted, which by the way, Jeremy Hazelwood, I love you, Captain. That to this day is still, I've never seen anybody in my life like Jeremy Hazelwood. He is the leader, period, 100%. And nobody can touch that. Like, it's so great. We still call him up drunk all the time. They're like, Captain, you know, I love you. Blow the horn of Gondor. What do we need to do? (laughs) Troops are over here, like, confused. You got your soldiers out here, like, don't have anything to fight. Like, lead us, you know? (laughs) Like, and that's what he does, man. Jeremy Hayes was the only dude I know who can straight up blast out with one email or a text message and say, 10-man tournament. Uh, 
gravity fed hoppers, no like force fed anything like that. This Saturday, boom, done. And 30 guys come showing up, dressed out, you know, any addicted gear that they have is on literally. And it's like reporting for duty, sir, to Jeremy Hazelwood. He's so cool, man. Um, but, uh, so I played with them, man, and that was that was awesome, man. It was uh, I learned a lot about paintball. Uh, then I started playing for uh, Miami Effect, and um, you know, honestly, that that team for some reason, man, I feel like I'm a likable guy and all that, and I get along with everyone. For some reason, that team I struggled. There was a lot of guys who were like used to playing together on the uh, the All American second team, and then these guys from Florida that were all like real tight knit. And there was, like, me and one other dude who just, like, had nothing to do with kind of any of them. I was, uh, it was, and plus, we literally got the crap beat out of us every game, dude. I learned real hard what it's like to just not win any games. And (laughs) I, I, I couldn't believe it. It just, we'd go to play a team. I remember we were playing Trauma one uh one tournament and it literally was like trying to chase a ghost man these guys all you saw were these green hoppers because they, they trauma was like kind of poor you know they had like all these uh they had the like leftover crap that like die and, and halo and those guys were throwing them and stuff they had these green halo loaders that were so heinous but they still made them look player as hell and they literally like i i was like we are so outclassed right now that I don't even know what to do. Like, uh, so anyway, let's just move on from Miami. Ryan Moorhead, though, me and him played together for a while. Love you, Ryan. Like, dude, that that guy is so sick. Anyway, uh, so uh, so then the next season, it was I was either gonna play for uh, I had um, Rob uh, Stottinger because I made friends with like JV and Robbie Petinelli and Duder and, and them, and uh, we practiced a couple times. Uh, I made friends with Rob. He told me he was interested in uh, me coming to play ball for him, and uh, I didn't even put make the connection at that time that this is like my destiny. You know what I'm saying? But I uh, uh, also, you know, I was talking to Jeremy Song with the aftershock, which you know, how are you not going to take that seriously? I got so much respect for those guys and so much respect for him, especially the uh, stunt he pulled back in the day at World Cup that I think a lot of people forgot about, but it was the most money thing I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> He straight up went in the woods and was blowing everybody's head off from the woods. Okay. Uh, people don't forget. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. Oh, please don't take that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, God. So, uh, <laughs> so... So, anyway, I ended up playing for Trauma. And, dude, when I got on Trauma, and I, I had to move up there. You know? I think I, I told you last night. When he reached the New World... Cortez burned his ships. As a result, his men were well motivated. They did not have any way to turn around and go back home. They had better start conquering stuff, right? I moved up there and spent every dollar I had, left my job, uh, just totally did not think it out entirely, right? Move up there and I realized real quick, I am the bottom man on the totem pole. We show up, or I show up to practice, and I got all my gear on, and these fools are looking at me like I'm an idiot. They're like, what are you doing, dude? I'm like, today's practice, right? And they're like, yeah. Why do you have all your gear on? And I'm like, 
because I'm getting ready to play. And they're like, why is your gun so long? That's stupid. And I'm like, obviously you don't know how we do things down in Texas. Look how accurate I am with this. And they're like, you're playing the snake. Why would you have such a long gun? I'm like, what, do you want me to like get a drop for it? They're like, no. Set your stuff up like this. I'm like, y'all don't know anything. So then I realized like why, why they weren't dressed out. We worked out for like an hour and a half, two hours with a trainer, off-duty police officer, running us like horses. Then we go to uh, do drills. Everyone's got shorts on, their mask, tank top, whatever, and they're gone. And we walk into what I thought was just an open field. I was like, with, you know, netting, but there's no bunkers on it. I'm like, what? Like, what is this, Civil War? Like, what are we... What are we doing right here, man? Like, what are y'all doing? They're like, all right, get ready to do drills, right? And they start lining up in these lines. And I'm like, I literally am looking around. Like, are they going to start shooting at ghosts? I don't even see anything. And I see Brian Stewart take off running through the middle of an open field. And he's blasting away his gun, like, just... And I hear ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, what the... There were these rebar uh, metal things coming out of the ground that literally, you know, are maybe like you know, an inch in diameter. I mean, like, we're talking you wouldn't even notice them, right? These guys are running from like you know, 50 feet away, and there's like four of them down the length of this field shooting these bars with their paintball guns in full sprint. That's like, right, you know, like running gun up was just kind of like, yeah, like coming of age. These fools were, I was like, dude, I could be laying down in the prone position shooting at these things <laughs> with like, with like with an 18 inch boomstick and barrel. Scope. Yeah, dude, and I don't know if I can hit one of those. And this dude is running literally full speed, blowing these things in half. And I'm just like, Brian Stewart was such a talent, dude. Huh. He was just such a phenomenal. Yeah, I want to talk about. He was like a natural player, you know. What are you gonna do about that? What are you gonna do about that guy when he wants to start snap shooting at you? I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I'm gonna hide until I can try and find a way to close the distance between me and him, and just shoot him point blank because this dude is so much better than everybody else <laughs> at fundamentals. It's so athletic, man. Um, but anyway. Oh, yeah, no one, just him. There goes Duda running down the field, blasting all these things. And now, Tyler wasn't necessarily the most dangerous, like, uh, um, okay, I'm going to, like, blow this little tiny thing that's 50 feet away from me away with perfect form. You know, I love my man. His style was more like, eh, you know, I'm, I'm the superstar. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to, like, give the crowd what they want, baby. Like, he's <laughs> so good, man. He's, I swear, T-Hump, man. Uh, that's my boy. Anyway, he, uh, so all those cats, man, they were all doing it. And I go running down the field trying to shoot this thing, and I'm like, oh, I just felt like I looked stupid, dude. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, and they're all like, really? <laughs> really? So we done here? I'm like, uh, I'm like, dude, man, seriously, this paint combined with, like, the, uh, you know, overall, like, my cleats are, I, I threw out my shoulder yesterday, and the, and they're like, dude, you don't even know how to like run with your gun up correctly. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, dude, you're all hunched over like some like you know retard. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, run, keep your torso straight. You know what I'm saying? Do like this, hold your gun like this, fix that stupid gun you have. By the way, like totally clowning me, man. And I'm like, and I got nothing I can say about it because they can do it, I can't. And I'm like, oh, so 
I'm like, it's gonna be a long season. <laughs> okay, so so I literally start every day, man. Like drills like that did not exist in Texas where I came from. We didn't do it like that. We just went and scrimmaged all day. And I'm like, is that how you guys can like shoot everybody out all the time because your paint goes exactly where you want it to and you can always, you know, fire off and, and be accurate? Wow, okay, that's you know, seems like an easy concept. Right? Work. So simple and logical, but nobody yeah. did it, you yeah. know, and so I just literally like would go out into, you know, the backyard uh, and just run and try and shoot a damn pole. I mean, I'll run like literally like I'm talking barely faster than a jog, just trying to get the hang of it. Kept doing it and doing it, just practicing the hell out of those fundamentals. Got in shape real quick. Realized the type of physical conditioning these guys like went through to to just maintain that level of athleticism was beyond anything I'd ever seen before. So I started working out, started getting in shape, started like really like just using everything I possibly could to just give myself a chance to like be something on this team, man. And uh, played the first tournament with them. And then, you know, Trump was always bobbing with this huge crew of like 17 guys and stuff. Well, we go into <coughs> second tournament of the season. And they literally were like, we're not happy with how we did in L.A., we're only taking like 10 players or 11 players. So like six or seven guys are not coming to this event with us. And I was one of those guys, obviously, you know, but that was really like the turning point in my career because I had already burned my ships, man. Like I had to, bad attitude ain't going to get anything accomplished, nothing. So I literally was like, okay, you know, what can I do? Like, what can I do to help? You know? Because almost everybody was just, who, who wasn't, wasn't making the cut was like, you know, whatever. Like, I'm a man. Like, I'm a superstar. My line always does this and this. And I was just like, oh, no. Like, I mean, what can I do? They're like, if you want, if Gridlock will have you, like, you can play with Gridlock. And I was like, that would be my honor. And that was the only one that just was like, yes, I'll do it. That's our farm team. Like, they were like, okay. And Roy Sears, you know, my man Roy Sears was like, you going to fight for me? You going to have, you going to come in here and give me what you give these guys? And I'm like, you got it, man. I got to prove to this team right now that I don't have a piss poor attitude. That I'm going to fight for my spot and I'm not going to have a bad attitude. So I went out there with Gridlock and gave them all I got, man. Um, and uh, so you played LA with Gridlock? Uh, it wasn't LA, it was uh, the next tournament. Oh, the tournament after, uh, uh, which, and this was what 2000 and 2004, 2005, actually, because the, the, the end of that season when we won World Cup, man. Uh, no, yeah, um, so the second tournament, which was what. It was the second tournament in Chicago. I can't, it's crazy. For some reason, I'm, I'm struggling to remember. Anyway, long story short, I played with Gridlock the next event, and I literally, like, played my damn heart out and was getting clowned out by, you know, all these people, oh, what's up? Like, you know, didn't make the cut, you know? Like, uh, these punks from the Philly Americans, like, trying to come up, and, and I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys, man. Like, Whatever, I'm about to just straight up bring the heat. And I had all these people watching and stuff, and I straight up was just like, Roy, I'm going to 
cram it down these dudes' throats right now. I want to run down this field. I'm not trying to be, you know, you, ever, you see these like NXL players or whatever they call it now, like bumping down and playing divisional and they just want to like stand there, shoot over the top of their bunker, like look like a superstar, like their body's so valuable. I was like, no, I'm going to go shoot everybody up, man. And like, I want trauma to seriously look at this and be like, huh, wow, I guess this dude just needed a wake up call or something. Sure enough, man, that's all that happened. I played that tournament, it snapped me out at like, I could see clearly. I was like, I, I knew my place. I knew the type of, the ego was gone. There was no ego anymore. I just literally had that taken away from me. Like that, you know, so I, I had to clean up my act real fast. So I'd start busting my ass, man. Um, realized that, man, I better bring something. I better make myself extremely valuable I better take the things I am good at and I better really, really focus hard and I better like try and just close that gap on the things I'm not good at. Start playing for, you know, start playing real good for the guys, man. And, uh, you know, we ended up, uh, ended up, uh, you know, I, I felt like, I felt like, you know, really whenever I was on the field, um, I felt like I, I was, you know, I was about to just go out there and like eat a team alive, man. Like, I felt like I could go to any bunker, man. I I, uh, I had this way of looking at running to these spots off the break that uh, I would watch the whole entire tournament and not see one person ever run that route or take that bunker off the bat, like running into their side of the field off the break, you know, like stuff like that didn't, didn't bother me at all because I felt like, I honestly felt like even if, you know, yeah, you're going out and you're getting your head blown off, everybody still deep down is respecting the fact that Man, is this dude really willing to just go ahead and run past the X into, like, our uh, fingers or pillars or whatever you want to call them just to get a quick kill on, like, these two guys trying to run out to the corner? And then he's just going to get blown up? Huh. You know. So it kind of comes back to, to chess almost. Mm-hmm. You're willing to be the... Well, I don't know. It's, it's different. You know, there, we always say, like, oh, paintball's chess with guns. And it is, but, the you know, it's not a direct metaphor because... It's, the pieces are slightly different. I mean, you're you're talking about making a strategic move to uh, isolate and attack a couple guys. That's also high risk too, because you can get shot going there and not do anything. You know, know what? It was most of the time. How did how did you deal with the risk in your head? Because that that totally messes with a ton of new players, or even players that have been playing for five or six years yeah. still struggle with that. Like, yeah. oh, I got shot a couple times off the break. It's not for everyone, man. Um, but I think if you can look at the 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 overall picture, the greater goal of something like that, honestly, what I was going out there to do, and I mean, you know, you can listen to the conversations I would have with like our statisticians and Ryan Hart, you know, our coach, or LD, uh, Lorenz, man. Like, dude, that guy, he always was backing up my like, what I, what I thought about the offense of our team. You know, I would say, hey, look, I'm not making this move because I don't want to sit there and have a fun game and play in the snake and shoot some players out and not get my you know whole entire body lit up by you know these jerks on the Ironman that are gonna like punish me for even having the nuts to do something like that. You know, like what I'm trying to do is demoralize these dudes right now. I'm trying to kind of like crush them a little bit mentally because when I make this move right here, and then if I do another one, like the next point on a different side of the field, it's just nobody's doing that. 
This guy literally is trying to just ruin our whole entire game plan. We, if he does that, and by some ungodly reason he makes it there alive, our whole game plan is ruined. We're, like, he's going to blow all these dudes in half. So now it's like whatever they had going on, whatever they were thinking about, they're not thinking about anymore. Now they're like, how do we deal with this issue? We're having a problem. We need to deal with this issue right now. And then we can move on to playing paintball. Where realistically, maybe if like they had just completely ignored it or, or something, maybe it would have. I just, I, I remember doing that sometimes. And I would look back. Sometimes I get there and I would totally be alive. And they would have five guys. And we still, and, and no one's been shot out yet. But they're all so terrified right now. They just heard our 30 or 40, you know, temple. Their guys are tucked so tight into their bunkers, literally like, oh my God, like, surely they must be everywhere. Like, it's coming, it's all, cross it up, you know, like. And, and, and that's all I was ever really shooting for. I was just kind of like, you know, not to mention, I just, I always felt way more comfortable just like, you know, uh, trying to just kind of be in that like interesting creative spot. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes just uh, people in the crowd loved it, dude. They'd just be like, oh my God, you should have seen this. This is like, look at this nonsense, like, like that's going on on this field right now. How cool is that? You know? And, uh, I haven't seen anybody do that the whole entire tournament. You know, I'm like. You know, you got to bring some novelty to the table. You know, something, something, uh, something new. I think is it's it's healthy and it's refreshing to everybody. You know, so so like I, you know, that's what I was always a, uh, that's what I was always trying to do, man. Um, you know, and uh, I don't know. That was just, I guess, I was just kind of like my game. You know, and then not, you know, and then obviously in the in the snake and stuff, which that's where I was the strongest. Um, I was just like, you know. Basic stuff, hey, just throwing this out there. I was watching some interesting games this weekend, and I was like, I was like, <laughs> remember I was joking with you at lunch or whatever, I was like, is the objective still to, like, is it, is, it, is it not cool or popular anymore to, like, just crawl into the other team snake? And, you know, you don't even have to be that good. Hey, new players, check it out. You don't even really have to be that good. If you can literally just run and get into the snake and crawl to the other team's side of it, just tell the guy that's protecting you just be like hey keep the other corner guy in and don't let their dude in the snake shoot down the wire and kill me because regardless of if there's a guy in the snake with me or not i'm gonna crawl all the way up to their side even if he's on right on the other side of the bunker and i'm gonna pop up and blow these dudes backs off that are over look dude you can sit there and shoot at some tip of a barrel or a hopper all day long or you can just pop up and see a whole entire body. I mean, love handles and all. You're just like, oh, money. Like, look how easy this is. You know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna shoot everybody out. Yeah, then I'm gonna get bunkered. Maybe I'll trade with the guy, whatever. But everyone's just gonna be like, oh, wow, that guy's so good at paintball. Not really, just like crawled like a little rodent, you know, <laughs> through the dirt and just popped up over the top of this thing and started shooting people on the side. Pretty easy concept, man. Um, you know. <laughs> God. <laughs> no, that's definitely still cool to do. Um, if the, but that what you just described is actually quite difficult. And also, uh, the job you gave your back guy is also quite difficult too. If like you know the guy in the back corner is worth a shit as a gunfighter, and doing the snake has like half a head about him. Yeah, so, I got real spoiled. Basically, up. you were like, just hey, yo dog, <laughs> I just want you um, check it. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna run off the break. 
to the snake one. I'm just for sure diving in there for so I'll be in there. Um, I plan on getting into their snake, but here's what I need you to do for me. I don't let the other guy just don't let him out at all ever, and then keep the other guy that ran off the snake off the break. Don't let him play paintball either. So just keep those guys in. They're going to be both will be you'll be gunfighting both of them at the same time. But I just need you to dominate. Deal with it. Just deal with it. And I'm going to get down <laughs> you there. Do your and job. I'm going to shoot three guys off the other side, and then the Dorito guys will move up, and they'll kill the last two guys in front of us. So you don't really need to kill them, but I just need you to. But that's hard because that's that was what I had to do for years. <laughs> yeah, you know what though? Like, um, it's just like not my problem. Okay, you know, I'm sorry, Maddie, but like, literally, if you were coming to play behind me right there, I'd be like, yeah. hey, bro, I don't want to hear it. Look, I'm telling you right now, I just want to crawl over to their thing and shoot the guy over there. And, well, then and I would say in the same breath to you, I'd be like, this, I, I, I will dominate, and I'm going to run out here, and I'm going to own those dudes. And in fact, I'll, just, probably, I'll probably shoot both of them out, you know what I'm saying? So you need to get up there, but I don't want to hear I'm any like, excuses. Here? I mean, if you have to, stop at the insert bunker, but, you know, the other guy's not. He's just flying in there. Dude, I literally had um, a couple guys on the team on uh, uh, figure out that, like, for instance, like, um, did you ever see Days of Thunder? Yes. Do you remember when, uh, do you remember when, uh, uh, what's his name, Robert Robert Duvall or whatever tells Cole Trickle, he's like, I put special tires on. These things are balanced and rotated perfectly. You can make this turn like this and that. Cole's like, oh, really? Really? Okay. Okay. Like, awesome. Like, so he believes him and he goes off and like just makes it all happen, right? I used to have dudes tell me the most like nonsense stuff, but I was so pumped up about playing ball that like I'd believe it. Like Bobby Sink would come up to me and be like, Lucian, I didn't want to like tell you this until like right before the game because I didn't want you overthinking it. But last night while you were asleep, I, which Bobby's like one of like the like five people in the world who can like fully like completely like with a blindfold on or something like completely build and, and uh take apart and whatever uh, like a die matrix like you know he's such a whiz anyways guns always shot incredible my guns always shot like crap because i didn't know how to take care of him well bobby's like we're about to play this critical game and he's like last night while you were sleeping i went through and i put special o-rings on your bolt and I used that shot care loop that I ordered from Canada or whatever. Your whole gun is primed, it's timed perfectly, and it's gonna shoot so accurate that you're about to have the best game you've ever played in your life. And I was like, oh, whoa, he didn't, okay, so, so I was like, I need to run gun up then, like, I mean, duh, and he's like, go get him, right? So so I'm having the best game of my life. I'm coming in literally like, Bobby, I don't know what you did, baby, but this thing is shooting laser beams, right? I'm like, woo, like literally just thought I was invincible, would run gun up all the way to like snake two off the break, just never getting shot, always shooting the other guys. The gun didn't get hit one time all day, right? After the game, I'm like, I've never seen anything like that, dude. Whatever you did, can you do that again tonight? And he's like, do what? And I was like, you know, put the special magical O-rings on with all the other stuff. And he's like, dude, all I did was squeegee your barrel. <laughs> and I was it like, it worked. Placebo effect. Oh. It did work. All well, right. well, I think we're good to go. I just, I have to, um, so we're, uh, we're in Houston, Texas, actually Katy, Texas, with Lucian Blackburn 
former world champion from Team Trauma and won a tournament with Blast. I mean, you, you, so you played for Blast, Addicted, Trauma. Yeah, uh, threw, uh, threw hate, a little... Uh, hate. You're welcome, Bobby. Uh, you're welcome, Mr. Long. Uh, yeah, the nice little Huntington Beach first place, uh, seven-man pro. That was money. Um, I was glad glad to make that happen because, uh, yeah, Bobby hadn't, hadn't put one of those on the board just yet. But he... Uh, you know, clean that up nice, nice for him. What did you tell Bobby when you came on the team? Um, if you pick me up, and uh, you know, we just we just agree on everything, then I'm gonna give you a first place seven man win. Because I know you have, I know you won the series. You've done all that. You always place really high. You haven't had a first place win. I'll give you one. Um, he said, okay, and dude, it wasn't pretty, and by no means was I like, you know, uh, I mean, everybody was killing it, dude, like, you know, Riley Sullivan, geez, how are you going to beat that, Tyler Harmon, Zach Long, you know, uh, incredible, anyway, yeah, went out in the first tournament with them, first place win, Huntington Beach, you know, so it was pretty rad, barely scraped through that one, but got it done, uh, yeah, them, um, that was cool, uh, and then, uh, and then I retired after that. So, yeah. I guess I didn't have to Like time. right after the tournament? No. I uh, finished that season oh, up. Okay. And then, uh, and then, you know, I got into the real world. I started, I had, uh, you know, bought out the company that I was working for, incorporated, like created a new name, all of a sudden had an office, people had to worry about taking care of, uh, you know, FEIN numbers, that kind of stuff. I'm like, you know, taxes, whoa, you know, like all of a sudden I'm, you know, playing with the big boys here. I'm like, you know, it's either keep playing ball and kind of, if I felt like I was going to have to do either both at 50% or I could do 100% of one. And I was pretty happy with uh, how my career in paintball had gone. And I just wanted to be able to, you know, make some money be able to buy some groceries and not be hungry and not you know sweating it all the time and just you know it's like uh you know i hate to say it like that man because it sounds like a cop out you know but like you know sometimes sometimes you you, you got to kind of decide you know um do i want to do something like oh you know it, i don't know if i can't do it full blast and give it all i got then um then i don't see a point in doing it that's why i don't like play like recreationally or anything like that man like i've do you ever see yourself coming and play again one day or is it something you just you know are you don't want if you can't come back the answer is yes <laughs> the answer is yes i just got done signing a contract with uh x factor that would be sweet because yeah. <laughs> i mean x factor had to go like kovar's playing well like we all love mike kelly's awesome dude and he's handling his business this year for sure but you know like they had to go all the way to Massachusetts to get a snake player like they're telling me there's no other good snake player in all of Texas <laughs> to play on the best team ever to come out of Texas which you've never played on before right I mean you never played on X Factor right nope so I was it's just kind of sad you know it's not a very good end to the story I think you know I'm just throwing it out there I mean, well, uh, you know, it was. So, if, if you were like forty-seven years old, then I'd say yeah. But I mean, you're twenty-seven years old. And somebody order a hero. I think. I mean, Alex is like forty-six, and he's still out there playing. I love that dude. You know what, man? I I, I talked to Colt on such a regular basis, and that dude straight up is like, dude. I mean, we have been friends for 10, 12 years, you know, and it's like he's 
He's like, uh, well, Colt plays the snake too, but Colt's kind of can play it wherever, you know. Oh yeah, Colt can Colt can do whatever. You know, I thought about like you know. Plus, you know, I, I I did play with Archie and Dixon for a very long time, and I'm extremely close with the uh, the Odells. You know, um, you know, my man Cole. We still talk all the time, dude. He's uh, uh yeah. I've always wanted to. You know, I just um, I uh, I have to admit, you know, if if I did. If I did want to um, go ahead, because I mean, don't get me wrong, I think about it all the time. Literally, I dream about paintball almost every single night. My body, like just everything in my subconscious still thinks paintball all the time. And, uh, you know, I go out and watch it and I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me right now, you know, this is like the same game, you know, it's a... and, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I would love to do something like that. It's, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to say, uh, you know, for sure. Not like, I mean, uh, you know, I think what I do need to do is I do need to get talked into going out just for like grins, you know, and just go to one of their practices and be like, all right, look, I'm just gonna like, uh, I'm just gonna run into the snake and I'm gonna go just straight basic on these fools and just, you know, just, I mean, see if I, see if I, enjoy it as much as I used to if I feel the same way if I did then you know I who knows I'm honestly a little bit scared of you know which is so I hate even hearing this come out of my mouth but sometimes you worry like what if I go and I play and it's not so much about whether you play good or not and I mean that's obviously a worry but what if I don't like it as much as I did or what if it's not as fun uh what if I don't like the guys that much or just you know I look back on it all with such fond memories man it's like the you know that's like the real me you know that's like that's 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 where I became like kind of like who I feel like I am you know where I developed like a lot of my uh, honed in my personality and everything like that and uh, you know what if I don't know you know, what, what if what if then you know I turn around and I look back on what once were just the most amazing wonderful memories and then you know I'm looking back on it and I'm not necessarily thinking the same thing I don't know uh, but the answer is yes okay I'm just throwing it out there <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there you know I mean it would be it would be kind of cool to see um, so yeah I guess uh, I guess that's pretty good because we gotta get rolling here all right brother well. Uh, yeah, we uh, got a chance to sit down with Lucian Blackburn after Galveston, Texas, the crazy-ass tournament that was Galveston, Texas, and the Texas Weather Gods just continuing to despise paintball. But it was a good event um, for the, at least the paintball that was played. And uh, NBA Pool will see Lucian out on the field try to finish up this chess game. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you. Hey, can I say one thing real quick? Yes. I love your mom, and I love you, Liz. Liz is my girlfriend. I told her I was going to say something. Love you, baby. <laughs> That's it, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, Maddie. No problem. All right. So, you want to get this game rolling? Well, thanks for listening to the Real Deal podcast brought to you by paintballaccess.com. And there's a wealth of content on the site. There's videos from the past events. There's player statistics. We have stories and blogs from the top players in the game. Make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You know, that way you guys can stay in touch with all the news and events in the paintball world. And to find a local event near you, make sure you check out PSPEvents.com. There's tons of affiliates all over the world. So whatever level of paintball you happen to be playing at, even if you play rec and you want to get into the game, uh, you definitely can find it on PSPEvents.com. Also make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, SD, 
and let me know who you guys want to hear from on this podcast. And if you like the podcast, make sure you tell your friends about it so we can keep doing this. So thank you guys for tuning into The Real Deal and be sure to listen in next week.